This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his trusty junior assistant, Mr. Luna. Hey, Luna. Hey, operator. Hey, hey, have you ever, um, have you ever hung up on someone before? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But these days, I mean, it's not the same. You don't really hang up on anybody. You kind of, <laughs> I guess you leave them, like the kids say, on read. You know, there's like that dot, dot, dot. And like you, you started talking, and you're like, eh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, so you do hang up on people all the time through text, mes- text message now, but... Yeah, hanging up in the past was a lot more aggressive, I guess. Yeah, it's it's sort of today's... Yeah, you're right. Now now we've got all these different like levels. You've got unfollow, yeah. unfriend, unread. I've done a lot of that. You know. I've done a lot of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it feels really good to unfollow or unfriend. Just oh. hanging up, hanging up on like 100 people at once. It's great. Yeah, it's like being at a call center and just going through the whole call center, just hitting the hang-up <laughs> buttons. Boom, 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 boom. You're no longer on that call. Support, support is turned off. Go home. Yeah. Have you ever um, have you ever hung up on someone that had called you for help? <laughs> no. Not that, I can, not that I can remember. Maybe if they're being annoying. I don't know. Let me couch that for you. So like somebody's like calls you and they're they're acting super needy the situation's maybe not as big a deal and you're like man man i can't deal with this right now man just nah sorry sorry you ever hung up on anybody there i've definitely done it in the way we just spoke about but i haven't done it on a phone call like just like out of nowhere hang up in the middle of them being annoying no i i don't think i've done that right okay here's a quick aside for you do you know why movies use flip phones still in movies, like why we still see flip phones? Because it's cool. It's a cool way to hang up. Yeah, it's more dramatic. It's dramatic to flip the phone shut. Yeah. Because it's just not that dramatic of the oh <laughs> finger push. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, take that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the answer to that, but you kind of led me into it. That's that's interesting. Yeah. They do. They don't use flip phones all the time in movies still. Well, I'm still watching TV shows, like TV series, especially do yeah. it. You know, there's a whole lot of slapping. Yeah, flipping, slapping, flipping, turning. Around. Here's a, here's another one. If you ever go back and binge watch um, the Breaking Bad series, yep. somebody should do a montage of the pained looks on everyone's faces when they have to when they see a phone call's coming through. It's hilarious. Every time the phone rings in somebody's hand, they're like, "Oh no, oh <laughs> loudy!" It's so crazy. It's hilarious. It really should be like something. Yeah. Anyway. Breaking bad calls. Have you ever, uh, have you ever hung up on someone that was dying? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, okay, all right, that's good. So it's probably safe to say that you don't think that a nine one one dispatcher should hang up on someone who's called with a credible emergency and someone's life is hanging in the balance. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Obviously, I, I would say that. 
Good. I'm glad that you gave an independent response to that. That I didn't lead you lead you into. Uh, I do that feel like completely. I feel like a cow. I feel like a sheep, a cattle. <laughs> well, let me give you the bolt to your forehead here. Okay. Let me tell you about Jaden Silver. So on June 26 of 2015. 17-year-old Jaden Chavez Silver went to a party at a house in Al Barbecue, New Mexico, or maybe Alba Cuecue, Alba Comic Con, Alba Com, Alba Queer. I like Alba Barbecue quite a bit. Alba Alba Albuquerque. Alba Barbecue seems sort of accurate since it's hotter than Hades down there. But depends uh, on what happens on this call. If somebody lights on fire in a car or something, then you've stepped in it here. But okay. Yeah. Albuquerque. No, but no, no fire people on this one. No Good. girlfriends on fire. She oh, girl is on fire. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. But uh, he had he went to this party. He had just been accepted to the Air Force Academy, and dare I say, as a straight white Christian woman, he was a handsome man. <laughs> okay. But but for real, the guy had a lot going for him. He really did. In the looks department. In the looks department. Yeah, he was a good-looking kid. Yeah, yeah. You know. That plays in here, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. Hey, do do we do you feel do you feel more for somebody who's who's good-looking if something bad happens to them? Uh, are you old school? Um, emotionally, you think like without even having without even really recognizing it, like if you see like a really good-looking person and something horrible happens to them or or a nice person. How about that? How about somebody with a really nice personality? It happens to them, and then somebody who's kind of, you know, a little subpar, a little shitty. Yeah, I would say, you know, like there's there's times where you know someone has died, and somebody puts together that I will remember mm. you kind of right. video, you know, right. and you're like, oh man, that person always wore a tuxedo in his photos, and oh, right. He was he was a, he was college bound, right. and now he's dead. You know, yeah, for sure. I think yeah, you can kind of you can I don't know, spin it. I guess a little bit. The visuals do help. Do help. And, yeah. Well, then if you see somebody get dumped out of a box by the lake, and then the the, the the wind picks up and does the what was that movie, The Big Lebowski, where it all flew into uh, John Goodman's face. Yeah. Afterwards, you see that. Um, yeah, I guess I feel a little bit more if there's there's more pomp and circumstance surrounding it actually you know what i feel more for the guy in the box who's burnt getting thrown beside a cherry tree in the back of a trailer park than i do for a really good looking corpse in a casket surrounded by flowers final answer i i guess what what where i would say is i like to be left up to my own devices to kind of develop the story i don't like stories forced on me i don't like open caskets for that reason it's not because i think it's creepy oh. it's just because i feel like you're kind to, trying to pitch me i also don't like it when someone dies and then in the news they show that person in a tuxedo like yeah. there's yeah. so many men that like like men that die and then they show him in a tuxedo and i'm like that i would i want to see them like smiling with their brother or gotcha you know Gotcha. I know we need to get on with this, but I have a piece of paper just so you know up if something happens to me. We've said this to each other because we spend a lot of time together all over yeah. the internet or whatever. If one of us, you know, dies from a heart attack because we're feeling the call so hard, you know? Yes. Um, we, we know our significant other's phone numbers and stuff. Right. Anyways, I had a picture. Have you ever had a picture taken of you while you were sleeping and, and you looked at it later? Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, there's been ones of me. So that's sleep. what you'll look yeah. like in a casket. Oof. And probably worse, 
<laughs> Probably worse Dang. than that though, because <laughs> because you'll be all <laughs> glued together. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like my the letter that I have in my wallet is to, to don't do that to me. I don't want my kids to see me having a friggin' nap after I haven't drank a lot of water. Right. Yeah, because it does. Your face may deflate or... Yeah. yeah. But your eyelids are always glued shut. Your mouth is glued shut. Nobody looks natural, right? No. It's like... Nah. It's horrible. Every every yeah. every person I know that I've looked at in an open casket, um, that's all I remember about them. Yeah. I had a friend who jumped off a bridge into water. You told this before, didn't you? Yeah. Or was this a... Okay, go no, ahead. Yeah. But his open casket... He broke his jaw, and he, then he went under the water, and they had to dredge the bottom for his body, right? Right. They did a viewing. They did an open casket, and he, he looked like a character off of um, Sin City more than like a normal person because his jaw was like over oversized. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, I, I get it, I guess, but I don't know. Personally, I... I'm kind. I think I'm a bit unemotional when it comes to that kind of thing because I know I I believe that that person's no longer with us. I know that they're in a better place, so <laughs> I don't like to dwell on the whole body part. Of okay, it but what I'm trying to say though is like if I drown and break my jaw and stuff, don't yeah. leave the casket open for my uh, eight year old and my two year old to take a look at. Hundred. I totally agree with you. And if I have anything to do with it or if I can assist in any way, I'll make sure. You'll make it happen. Actually, I bet. Just you'll think that's funny. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. back to Alba barbecue. Oh, and speaking of barbecues, I guess barbecue me then is what I'm asking for, or bury me with the casket yeah. clothes, whatever. I just want you to know okay. that though, just in case. All right. Okay. Roasty toasty Jack. Okay, gotcha. No, just a quick aside on that one. On, an aside on the aside of the aside that we started with mm. the double side. Mm. That I think I don't think anybody knows that. But one time, Luna and I were talking dead, dead of the night on Facetime, and we said, I, "I think I said, if you like died right now there on the camera, you're a thousand miles away from me. I don't." How long would it be before someone thought, oh, Jack hasn't come in from the stew stew in a while? Yeah. How long did you said like next morning? Right? Easily. It would have been at Easily. that point, it would have been like the F would have been around 10 o'clock in the morning. So I would have been dead out here for like seven, eight, eight hours. Right. I'd, I'd be pretty close. I'd be pretty close. I, my, my daughters like to come out and do dance rehearsals in my studio from time to time. So maybe, you know, they might find me. It might be kind of a different dance rehearsal if they find me dead. Well, if it was yeah. long enough that you've been out there, you would have bloated and started creeping up the walls with your bacteria and stuff blo- right. bouncing on your stomach. They would have thought it maybe it was like a new float for like yeah, some kind of parade exactly. that was about to happen. And they would have just yeah. mucked about in your juices. Look, Dad grew a daddy saddle. Let's ride him. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, so back to this. So, serious face. Hmm. Um, so, good looking Jaden Silver. <laughs> Jaden had been at the party for about 10 minutes when gunfire from a car outside blasted through the walls of the stucco house that he was in. The gunfire was indiscriminate, but Jaden Silver was shot in the chest. A female friend of his at the party called 911. If you're ready, I'll hit play. I'm ready. I think everybody's ready here. And then we'll have some things you'll want to talk about. And then your head will explode 
about the other things I'm gonna bring up. What are you doing? I was just singing the Mr. Rogers theme song. Oh, okay. That sucked. That's just hit it, please. Ready to hit play? Oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Hey Luna, um what are your thoughts on where a dispatcher could or should draw the line on the attitude from the caller? You worked in healthcare, so how were you trained to handle the abuse you might receive from those you're you know trying to help? Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. I mean, you don't take it personally. That that call so where where I worked, I mean, you'd have people throwing stuff, feces at you and all that kind of things. There's kids with disabilities and you know that they, they're not quite in control of what's going on. Um, so we didn't need much training in that. It was a lot of common sense. Uh, this was also common sense. When I heard that call, I did not expect him to hang up on her. Even though you set me up and you were talking about all that, he hung up on her pretty quick. And um, I did not. I don't like. I don't like what I just heard at all. She. She. She was correct in her frustration. Actually, it wasn't like she was even last. She wasn't throwing sh- crap at him. From a corner of a, of a room, she was like, "In the moment, she's already answered that question. Let's move on to something that can help me in the situation." That, exactly. That I'm What's with the here? next useful bit of information yes. you have, yeah. guy, on the phone? Yeah, yeah. So, as Jaden Silver's friend Esperanza Quintero, who was also 16, tried to save him with CPR, she called 911, which connected her to a medical dispatcher and the Albuquerque firefighter Matthew Sanchez. So you can hear her frantically going between answering Sanchez's questions and encouraging Jaden to, quote-unquote, stay with me. When yeah. Sanchez asks Quintero a second time whether Jaden is breathing, she replies, he's barely breathing. How many times do I have to tell you? Sanchez follows that by saying, okay, you know what, ma'am? You can deal with it yourself. I'm not going to deal with this, okay? Quintero says, no, my friend is dying. And is cut off as Sanchez hangs up on her. So, from this, Sanchez was placed on administrative leave in the weeks that followed the the incident. And then ultimately he resigned. Right. Ronald Silver and Nicole Chavez, Jaden's parents, no relation between Nicole Chavez and Sanchez. Wait, those are different (laughs) last names. So, Of course not. That's like saying O'Connor and O'Connell. Okay, yeah. So they're are not related. Okay, we're on the same page, and there's no relation. There's no page. Okay, yeah, same page. Like I said, Ronald Silver and Nicole Chavez, Jaden's parents, they filed a lawsuit against the city, claiming that Sanchez was negligent in hanging up. The city settled the lawsuit for fifty thousand dollars. So hey, Luna, you know what was never really expounded upon. In the lawsuit, when you call 911, does the phone at a fire station ring? <laughs> yeah, I caught that too. I'm like, hey, maybe he was in the middle of making a huge hero sandwich or a hoagie or something, you know? 
Like, maybe he's the guy who's supposed to be dicing up the, the garlic and, and making the, the chutney for, for, the, for this afternoon's lunch. Exactly, and he's chutney. A little, That's a what peeved. I was. Uh, yes, I was thinking chutney. You know, this is a distraction for him. You know, he yeah. just finished polishing his pole. That's what they do. That's what firefighters do. They polish their poles and they make food. And then, you know, they're celebrated worldwide for once in a while showing up. I'm for saving joking. everyone. But that's, I mean, I, you I, know, lo- I love our firefighters, guys. Yeah, they're you know, heroes. Love, our, really love, love our local. Yeah, support they, your local. They're awesome. So it stated that she was connected to a medical dispatcher and the firefighter. So in this case... You know, what we're not connecting. So it's very likely that the medical dispatcher was still handling the call and executing the proper services, you know, that there wasn't any delay in response. But it's not clear. But my guess is that if your child dies because nobody came fast, because dispatch just hung up on you, you'd be looking at a much larger settlement. 50,000 bucks seems sort of like the city was saying, that guy sucks. And he shouldn't have done that. And he was negligent. And cops and medical still arrived on time. But we recognize your suffering, so here's a check. Yeah, he should have had to cook them meals for the next year. Yeah, right. And, and wash their car for for the yeah. year as well. Yeah, like a year's worth of chutney and fire pole. Because that's all that's all, that's all firefighters do, just just to drive that home. That's my opinion on that. They're just the chutney. I think it's on the application. Actually, it's like, can you lift two hundred pounds? How, right. Let's show us how you sh- polish your pole. How right. are you at make at cutting up chutney? Yes. Can you live lift three sacks of potatoes? Can you cut them into you know decent fry portions? And uh, do you know how to work a deep fryer? It's very similar to working at a KFC. But uh, now, do we even have to say we respect firefighters? Do we have to disclaim that and say those were all? Oh, you can, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't. You're going to stick to your I guns. hate firefighters. Yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Oh, the gallow just fell out on that humor. <laughs> just fell into the sea. Anyway. Now that we've covered the firefighter, let's cover the drive-by shooting. Right. This was a circus. So let's go through the suspects. There were allegedly four people in the car during the shooting, but we don't know for sure. Exactly. Ballistics indicated that there were three confirmed shooters. So to kick things off, the Arizona Police Department arrested two people and put them in jail for 10 months just to turn around and drop all the charges against them due to a pretrial investigation. So the district attorney announced Donovan Maez and Christopher Cruz were no longer suspects after 10 months in jail. Maya's grandfather, who was a former Secret Service agent, spent hundreds of hours digging into this case, and he concluded that it didn't add up. And so that research that he did was sent to the district attorney's office. He was quoted as saying, after submitting the research to the DA, after reviewing the evidence that we put together and the work that the Albuquerque Police Department should have done, the DA's office has decided to drop all charges against Maya's and Cruz. The DA goes on to state, after a thorough pretrial investigation, including some newly discovered evidence, multiple pretrial witness interviews, and consultation with APD detectives, there was insufficient evidence to proceed. So the Arizona PD Homicide Division is alleged to have fed witnesses information for them to repeat in interviews and threatened witnesses to provide false information, which ultimately 
was used to convince a grand jury to even indict Maez and Cruz in the first place. So. Well, yeah, that was kind of complicated. I mean, I was a little off track. I'm sure everybody feels that way, too. Kind of gets spun around by the whole firefighter hate situation there. But so there was a drive-by shooting, and uh, <clears throat> that's that's what she was trying to bring him back to life after he got shot. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I was I was a little screwed up there. So he did he die? Step one, he gets shot in the chest by a drive-by shooting where the house was hailed by a, a riddled with bullets. Step good. two on the nine one one call, the Not firefighter good. who is apparently in route or something, he's on a call somewhere in okay. the kitchen. We don't know. Hangs up on her. He dies. Gotcha. He dies. And then the gotcha. investigation into the shooting ensued, and the original two suspects were put in jail, jailed for ten months, just to be t- just to have one of their grandfathers do enough research to say this doesn't make sense. The DA drops all charges against those two. Okay, that was that was clearer for me at least than uh, everything else you said. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. All the uh, sometimes sometimes details get in the way. They do, right? Stupid details. So after that whole crap storm went down, new evidence and witnesses placed other people at the scene, and this time things stuck though. So bear with me because there's a little more details. So listen carefully, people. All right. All right. So Nicholas Gonzalez Villas Villas Senor. Who was age 16, he pled guilty in July of 2016 to shooting at a dwelling or occupied dwelling, causing great bodily harm and conspiracy, and was sentenced as a juvenile to one year in the custody of the Children, Youth, and Families Department. Let me just say really quick, that's a stack of charges. And we put a kid in a ju in basically we we just tell the kid, okay, now you gotta go to juvie for a year. Bad kid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Can I say something, too? If you keep on raising your voice like that, it does make it more compelling, so that's that's good. It also could make you sound foolish, but I think that, that that's working for you, so continue to do that. I will do it. And was sentenced as a juvenile to one year in the custody of the Children, Youth, and Families Department. Does it, does it help when I add the inflection? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little distracting, but, I mean, it keeps keeps me from falling asleep here. Okay. It's I'll good. keep it up, and I'll clap every once in a while and, like, maybe beep my horn. Right. So I think that's a terrible, terrible precedent to set or expectation to set for our youth that they can do such terrible things and be remanded to one year in juvie. That's crazy. But anyway, I guess that's neither here nor there. Like, I'm sure that guy got out of his one year wrist slap and was like, oh, I'll never do that again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, learned his lesson. Yeah, you hope they don't reoffend, but if they do, then they'll get hit hard the next time because they'll look at that. They'll look at that record, the shot, the shot they gave them, and you know, someone might have to die for it, but eventually he'll get his. You know what's interesting about that though is in doing the research, I couldn't find anything on that guy. I couldn't find anything on that kid, like <laughs> from this time period. Like uh, that's that's the other bummer is like you have no idea how deep. Okay. Rewinding just a second, and I'll just make commentary on this. So, one of the two, one of the original two that were put in jail, the kid had a rap sheet as long as my arm. I thought you were gonna say something else. I know. Yeah, the kid had a rap list as long as my arm. Is that what you thought I was gonna say? Is that a rap sheet? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, 
But no, man, the kid has a rap sheet. And to boot, he has a very punchable face. Like, he he's one of those kids that, like, when he was in front of the judge, the video of him, he's trying to look all badass. But, you know, he's just going to turn into some kid's kid toy in, in jail. <laughs> you know? Yeah, a kid toy. Oh, my <laughs> God. Squeeze toy. You mean a sex doll? Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, he'll be like one of those. Remember those water weenies where that you can't hold on to it? Yes. But it's got two holes on the end. That's basically oh all he is when he goes to jail is a water weenie with two holes on the end. <laughs> yep. Anyway, punchable face. and uh, But because of circumstances like, and I guess I love that the law works this way. He was, he was, um, he was released because they couldn't, Put enough evidence to say, you know, to state that he was there or anything like that. So I don't know, but the kid, the, the kid definitely was was not innocent that got released. Okay, uh, of all things in the world. But anyway, I guess that's at least he, at least he got skewered in prison. Maybe. Well, jail. We ten ten months of that. No, I'm glad the kid got out. If they can't, you know, I guess that's on the the police department, and the law enforcement to uh, make it stick, right? Right. Are we done here? No. Well, there's some more details. So, right. Nicholas Gonzalez Villa Senor, 16, pled guilty, right? Then, Dominic Conyers, who's now 21, pled guilty to conspiracy to commit first degree murder and shooting at an occupied dwelling, according to the Al- Albuquerque news reports. He was sentenced in May of 2016. Uh, to 12 years in prison, followed by five years of probation. And then the big the big dog, 19-year-old Isaias Madrid, fired from the back seat of the Nissan Maxima that they were driving into the kitchen windows. He was found guilty of first-degree murder. Ballistics indicated that they could prove that his, his gun was the one that killed Silver. But during his trial... Jurors apparently misinterpreted jury instructions and failed to consider three lesser charges that Madrid faced that would force the district judge to declare a mistrial on those counts, which include conspiracy, shooting from a vehicle, and shooting at a dwelling. Oh, good. So he did get the first-degree charge, but because of the rules, because of the way a jury is supposed to act, they had to call a mistrial on those other charges. Yeah. So wow. he was also convicted of aggravated battery and second degree murder. And he was also convicted of another murder that he committed months after killing Jaden Silver. Okay. So he was given life in prison, Okay. which as we all know, doesn't always mean quote unquote life in prison. It's actually in his case, 30 year sentence of which he'll have to serve the bulk of that. In addition to a 16-year prison sentence, he's currently serving for the other murder. Top it all off, just before the judge handed down the ruling to him, Madrid approached the podium and said, I just want to apologize for the tragedy that happened, and I wouldn't wish this on nobody. But in all honesty, I'm not responsible for what happened in this case. Mm. (laughs) Sure. Oh, my God. Sure you are, buddy. Yeah, that was a good accent you threw on there. For that's exactly how he probably spoke. Yeah, like I wonder, like how is he gonna, like what's his? He's like, I, I, okay, maybe I did that one murder. Maybe, maybe I go down for that first degree murder. But this other one, oh no, man, I was not the one. Yeah, 
I just want to apologize for spitting in your face, but in all honesty, God made these lips. Exactly. Like, that's not an apology at all, <laughs> you know, to say I'm sorry that everybody dealt with this, but I didn't, you know, I'm innocent. Whatever. No, you're not. Yeah. yeah. Deep, dark, hole. Yeah. Water weenie. Water weenie skewered. Um, cool. Well, I hope he dies in prison. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Can you say that? Is I, you know, yeah, the guy's a dirtbag. Just did. Yeah, we just did. Just said it. Just did. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Downloaded to your earballs. Um, all right. So I do have a, uh, I do have a happy ending for us. Oh, good. Can't wait. So imagine being a dispatcher and getting a call about your own family that you have to handle. Hmm. Crazy. If. Yeah, you mentioned it at some point, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, getting a call and it's somebody that you know that would be that would be different for sure. Yeah, scary. But you got to stay composed. Well, anyway, guess what? I have a call like that. So uh, you. Uh, oh, yeah. good. You ready for me to uh, to hit play? I am. All right, here I we, am. Here we go. Okay, but first, everyone keeps asking, operator, please do an ad. We want to hear more ads. So fine. Here you go. Here's an ad. All right, here we go. Nine one one, what are you reporting? Chris, he's choking on something. Who is? Pick up. Pick up the baby and turn him on his uh, face down so he's lying along your forearm, okay? Okay. Use the heel of your hand and strike the back five times right between the shoulder blades. Do that okay. and come back to the phone, okay? Okay. The piece of plastic. That's how they picked everything up. Hey, you did a really good job, all right? Okay. I was just, I turned him upside down. It did not work. I grabbed the phone and I called 911, well, hoping that my husband would answer and um, tell me what to do. And, well, as soon as I heard his voice, I felt better. Um, It definitely was a big scare. You know, I'm just, I'm normally a calm person as it is, laid back and relaxed. And I think with my training, with my work and training with military, just staying calm under pressure. And that's what helped me. And uh, I try to stay as calm as possible just because if I was calm, she could hear that. It would make her feel better and not panic too much. The day before he got his shots and I gave him some infant Tylenol and the plastic wrap from it I put on the windowsill. I have a cat, so I guess she threw it down right on the wall where his toys are so in between his toys I did not see it right. well he found it though no I mean anybody could have gotten this call and anybody in, in the room if they would have gotten it it would have happened the same results I mean I just feel like I, I was to just doing my job and and just by chance I got my wife when she called humble so. humble humble huh Jenna yeah I'm 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 so happy I'm so blessed he just I can rely on him in any Aww. situation, so that is great. <laughs> so, did you catch that? It's, yeah, I got. Toward I the got end, it. you caught you caught the relationship that was happening there. Yeah, no, I was kind of lost there for a second. So, so the operator and I sometimes talk. Are we, are, are we talking now yeah. live? Or right? Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, sometimes we'll talk during the call because the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, so that's cool. You got the operator talking to the guy, and you're like, yeah, I told you. Like they know yeah. each other. They're husband and wife. Yeah. You're listening. <laughs> Remember when I asked you uh, how would it would be if you got a call about your own family? 
Right, right. All those, all that, all the clues, the setup. all the clues yeah. that were given. I'm brand new. I'm, I'm born every two minutes, man. <laughs> I'd love that. I, I would love that. Um, so yeah, he, he the, the cool thing. I, I'm sorry. Like the way that he responded was so chill. Like, oh man, I, I respond that way when my mom calls about tech stuff. Like. I'll be like, no, right. no, no. Do you see that? It's the button in the upper right hand. No, no, all the way up, uh, right by the clock. No, that one. Okay, yeah. Now you're gonna go down here. You know, that's the way he handled this call about his choking baby. I was like, holy cow, man, that's impressive. All right. Yeah. Do you have split personalities or something though? Because you just sounded like a freaking guy from Idaho for like a straight minute there. When I when I talk to my mom, I. I try to remind her that I am not the person that she thinks she raised. So I use a different voice when I talk to her. It's a sign of disrespect, you know. <laughs> she, yeah, she. Okay, I get it. I get it. But anyways, to the call, him, yeah, laying it out there, man. That was that was amazing. And so, so what was the baby? What was the child choking on? That was on Saran wrap. It was a piece of plastic from oh. the from the uh, children's Tylenol. Gotcha. Uh, you know how they wrap, they shrink wrap it. Yep. So she had torn that off and put it on the windowsill, but uh, it had been knocked down near his toys, and so he was choking on it. Have you ever had to give the Heimlich? We've talked about this before oh, in the past. Gosh. I think have, you've had to do it, right? Heimlich so and the finger sweep. Yeah, we've talked about the yeah, and you know yeah, some methods are yeah. better than others, but boy, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. But the look in to, to have to look in your child's eyes or the face mm-hmm. as they are. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, you really recognize moments like how quickly it can happen. Like back on that call where the woman drowned when she was on the on the phone. And I remember thinking like, okay, as soon as it goes up over her mouth and we're hearing that gurgle, 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 um, we're talking 10 seconds before it's the, the panic's over and she passes out because she's already exerted so much, so much of her breath and all that stuff. Um, it happens fast. And thankfully, you know. Some of us get tortured before death, but give me, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but give, give me give me a death in my sleep, I guess. Although, hey, man, I don't want to wait. I don't want my family waking up and being like, Dad, Dad, why aren't you? And I, and I got that sleeping face on that I was worried about. I'm already, I'm yeah. in an open casket in my own bed. Exactly. Someone's and already fart. Glued, you glued your eyes shut before you, <laughs> the death rattle from your butt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I think one thing we've talked about this a bit, but as humans, we don't really understand either the the you know the points on the body that just turn your lights out, or how resilient. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about, you, you a lot of people shoot from underneath their chin and just blow the aesthetic part of their head off. You know, the right, stuff that was that's non critical. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, and honestly, it takes it takes a little while to die die from choking so if you could cl- if the person could actually if 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 the person could not be panicking and relax mm-hmm. that that could be clear be a lot easier, easier. yes yeah, so there i'm not saying wait until the person passes out to clear but you know like the, we all think that as soon as they pass out from choking they're dead but it's not actually the case you know yeah, I have this thought in my head if my child was to suck in a balloon, because they say like balloons, deflated balloons, yeah. and uh, I think hot dogs hot actually dogs. are like two of the top ones that really fit. Marshmallows. Like, marshmallows. 
The uh, the the balloon, the the deflated balloon, or in this case the saran wrap, it keeps on flapping around down there. Yeah. So you're trying to get it out, but it, it keeps on coming out and then getting popping back into place. I guess right. right? Yes. And that's that scares the hell of me. So my thought was always like, I'm gonna get a sharp stick and just once they pass out, I'm gonna shove it down there and skewer it and pull it out. But that's that's not good. No, you shouldn't do that. It's probably not advisable. Like how you'd get a fish hook out of a fish's mouth at that fish remover thing where you're just like basically tearing their brain out while you do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how I'm thinking. But they're going to die anyways, yeah. right? So, Well, are they? <laughs> I well, guess there are now there, there's in, the, in, <laughs> under my care. Yeah, if you, if you fish hook your child, they, they're definitely going to uh, pass away. I, I grew up around this kid. Well, I remember being at a at a cookout and this girl she was annoying I'll say it she was so annoying and she had she was eating um, a marshmallow off a stick uh-huh. and she put the stick in her mouth and she had the stick in her mouth she bent down for some reason and the stick stuck in the back of her throat oh. and she got up and she was like oh and the <laughs> stick was straight out of her mouth and there was all this blood coming out we are like oh shit dude you just got skewered and so she went to the hospital and uh, you know they, they fixed her up and all that and then Three years later, I heard she got hit by a car and she died. Oh my gosh! Not not good luck. This girl has no. I think when you have a marshmallow on a stick and then you stab this marshmallow stick through your face and it bleeds all over the, the marshmallow, mm. I think they call that a squirrely temple. <laughs> okay, she died up, so oh. you know, I'm a little sensitive. But about she didn't it. die. Not, she didn't die yeah. from that. She died later of others. Yeah, poor decision. I, hey, I'm not the one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge a friggin' twelve year old kid for sure. I, it was. It was just so strange. Um, the last image I had of her was like her standing upright with this stick. <laughs> I still laugh at it. I guess I don't know. Well, she <laughs> didn't she die from up... it, so I mean, it can be humorous. Right, that's okay. But, okay, square the temple. Yeah, but but yeah, when we when we fast forward, start talking about her getting hit by a car, then we get so we have to be somber and see right. it. Okay, so we won't talk about that. Okay, so is there anything else going on nope. uh, with this call here? No, so the, just, the, 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 the child's fine, everybody hunky-dory, eh? Child's fine, dispatchers, a rock-solid, you know, Iceman and his wife is, yeah. uh, you know, she's just really more fastidious about picking up plastic off the floor now. Great call. So, Great moral, call. The, you know, the moral to this episode is don't hang up if you get a 911 call. It might be your baby calling you. And uh, there's not a lot of chance that they'll know how to call 911 twice in a row. So that's the moral. Right. And if you're cooking something, you can put saran wrap over top of it and take the call and come back to it. And uh, you might not lose your job. Exactly. And you also might not end up choking on the saran wrap. Right. Chutney. It goes like this. Shooting victim, chutney. Not chutney, shooting. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Hugs, everyone. Take care, guys. Hey, thanks for listening and supporting this award-winning show, everyone. Have you listened to our other show, Dark Calls, yet? It's the show where we play the calls that are too dark for this show. You've been warned. It's a Patreon-exclusive show, so if that sounds like your cup of tea, or about the price of a cup of tea, you can get that show, live-streaming video chats with Luna and me, plus a bunch of other extra content and features over on Patreon. Search for 1159 Media on Patreon to access all the extra goodness. The 911 Calls podcast is an 1159 Media production. Your loved ones would also love this show. You can spread the word and help us to gain even more awards than we already have. So much thanks to you. So many hugs.